You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Good energy there, Al. You like that, eh? That was good. That was good. You know, I was listening to the intro and, and they, they talk about buckling in, but Normally, we're buckling with a two-point, but, but lately, we've had a lot of four- and six-pointers needed here, eh? Yeah, well, you know, you got two two races in the studio today. Exactly. Yes. So you got to be buckled up. Yeah, that's right. Buckle up. We're in for a show. <laughs> we, we are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> today, we've got Gary Clute with us. And uh, if you don't know Gary, he's a, he's a racer. He's a podcaster, which we'll talk about. And uh, probably the thing he's most famous for is being his uh, father's son. <laughs> yeah, I can never escape that. It's <laughs> well, not but, a bad but, thing. But that's okay. I mean, you know, there are lots of famous father-sons that uh, that do well. That's right. Other ones are, you know, I was going to say a-hole, but I don't think you could say that. No, well, and that, <laughs> that, that, that is not Gary, that's for sure. Well, that's good to know. Yes. Yes. And also, we have, it's it's like we've got the, we've got the Y's today. Every guest's name ends with Y. So we've got Amy from mm. Wayfair Insurance, mm-hmm. and we've got Carrie Schmidt, mm-hmm. the OPP sergeant, who's going to talk about all kinds of... Uh, crazy things that are happening on the roads. Oh, when you said wise, I thought you meant they were just smart. Uh, well, they well, certainly. They Amy all knows everything about RVs. Yes, Gary knows uh, a lot about cars, <laughs> racing. Uh, I don't know what else. A little bit about a lot. Okay, yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. And uh, and then of course, Carrie is uh, Carrie's out on the road again today with exactly. uh, doing some not so good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, people need to need to slow down, and pay attention. Exactly. He's yep. out looking for wise guys, I guess. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, wise guys. Well, people ain't so wise behind the wheel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it uh, sounds great. Uh, you know, people doing some crazy things. And, um, you know, we, we've seen a whole lot of car thefts recently. And you're saying a friend of yours just got popped? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that in too much detail. But, uh, yes, a friend of mine uh, had his car uh, carjacked at Knife Point. Um uh, it, it not far from my house. Well, you know, and it's funny because my wife asked me to uh, stop by the butcher shop. Um, was two weeks ago. She said, "Why are we going to the store over here?" And I'm thinking, well, "Hang on, isn't that the mall where they steal? They, they <laughs> stole that other lady's car. <laughs> they avoid and, that and, parking lot." And it kind of makes you think. Although it's funny, a, a cousin of mine was pretty well off, and and he caught a guy trying to steal his car in, in the neighborhood, and he goes, "I can't believe that guy was in my neighborhood trying to steal my car." So, well, in his neighborhood, they don't have got a lot of cars that are nice, you know. <laughs> what do you expect? It's a, it's that, an opportunity that, thing. That's it. And you know, in, in my neighborhood, cars get stolen all the time, and they're, they're doing it. You know, they're doing the the keyless, uh, you know, trick, whatever it is that they do, uh, intercept the uh, the code or however they get into the car. And uh, you know, in my neighborhood, lots of people leave their cars outside. So, or else they just say, "Give me your keys." Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like that. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of accent that was. Uh, I, well, we're, no, we're universal. We don't care. <laughs> no. I, I'd, I'd like to take your key if I if you've got a moment there. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Car for a quick, I'm just going to go a quick boot around the block, but I'll be right back. I promise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but in most cases, like Carrie will probably agree, just just give it up, eh? Like, yeah. Don't, don't fight it. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, Sean Shapiro talks about this all the time. And, and you just got to, you got to, you know, it's it's a car. It can be replaced. I wonder why, the, the, but all of a sudden, it's, it seems that it. Why are we getting so many? That's you know that's the thing. There, were the, um, the I think the last time we talked about this was Sean Shapiro from mm-hmm. the Toronto Police. The the numbers were were dropping, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's you know that's the case. I mean, you hear about you know when it's closed, you hear about this stuff, but uh, I, I haven't heard about it in the news in a little while. Well, I know uh, obviously. I mean, the, the, the car industry has been bogged down by the lack of chips, and, and there's not a whole lot of new vehicles around or or used vehicles for that matter that's because. True. You know, the people aren't trading in. So mm-hmm. the guys who were in the car business, legitimately, so to speak, are, are now still got to make a buck. That's that's true. That's yeah. true. And, you know, they, they, I don't know if they're doing <laughs> with stolen cars, though. So guys are stealing cars just to get to work. Chip shortage. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well see something to drive. <laughs> that happens, too, eh? As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll come up later because we gotta we got to run now, but... Um, They've been doing it in California. Basically, everybody's watching TikTok, and uh, there's a couple cars that are so easy to steal that guys are doing it just, well, maybe because they got to get to school or work, or, or because it's just a challenge, and they know it's easy to do, eh? I've heard about this, the yes. Kia boys. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't tell anybody. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, Brian, myself, and, uh, of course, Gary. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and the Dave's Corner Garage radio show. And we've got Gary Clute with us from Legendary Motor Car. And, you know, he's a famous podcaster and racing driver. And he's probably done more racing this year than I've done in my entire life, I think. Well... Yeah, I guess we did. Uh, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen kind of races. So okay, that's yeah, not that's not too bad. No, 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 it's not too bad. It's not a, it's not a cup schedule. It's not thirty eight weekends. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh, that's, that's like playing you know baseball full time. You're you are on the road. I don't think people realize if you're going to go commit to you know racing cup level stuff, that is full on. It's not a it's not a Formula One season. It's not an IndyCar season. It's a cup it's, season. It's, it's different. It's a real deal. And you know, of course, you, you're you know the the top guys are testing all the time. They're on the simulator, I've been down to um, uh, Ford Performance's mm. facility in Charlotte to see what they do, and the and the the simulator work is is serious. Oh, unbelievable! I mean, I I ran that uh, Kyle Busch's truck in 2016, and they took me into the TRD simulator down in in North Carolina, and I was explaining it to everyone. I said, if they had knocked me out, woke me up in the simulator, and told me to start driving. It would take me until corner two to realize that I was in a simulator and not a real car. Like yeah. the heat, the sound, everything is dialed in. Yeah. You mean they cranked the heat up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, I watched the race and the guy goes, damn, my water bottle is empty. Or or my, my the, you know, they got the cooler in the helmet and they're going, or, or they wear that cool suit, eh? Yep. Yes. Where yep. they've been out and it's like, no, now it's like way worse then. And and in Texas last weekend, they were saying it was still like 120 inside the car. Oh, it's it's stupid hot. I mean, that that's your that's the biggest factor. One is focus and two is being able to focus in the, in that intense heat, especially in the, those NASCARs and sports cars where you're closed in there. You don't have any, any air coming to your head. Wow. That's it's a, a tough deal. Yeah, and a, a lot of these cars, uh, the modern cars, are air conditioned. 
but they're you know the production based ones. Yep. They they use the the same road car air conditioning bits, but of course when you're at wide open throttle, the air conditioning compressor shuts off so For you sure. don't get any air conditioning so that's why you got to run the cool suit and the and the helmet blower and all that stuff i drove one of those cars well not one of those I actually drove a, a, a volkswagen rabbit diesel back in the 70s and when you wide opened it it shut the compressor off hey eh? yes but uh, I mean, unless you're going through Pennsylvania or something, it was okay because it only shut it off for like a few seconds, you know. Yeah. And then, and once you knew it was happening, you'd you'd, you'd put your foot off and on the gas pedal. You weren't flat it. out the whole time. No, no, oh. exactly. Not not a diesel Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so which series do you normally run? So I'm racing the uh, the Canadian NASCAR series, so the okay. Pint, the NASCAR Pinty series, and uh, it's an awesome series. You know, it's it's uh, all in Canada. It's Canada's call it most competitive and mm-hmm. biggest series and it's a it's almost 50 50 ovals and road courses so you know you, you're racing with Jacques Villeneuve raced with us this year you've got guys like Alex Tagliani a bunch of IndyCar guys yep. so you know guys who have won Daytona so a whole ton of road course racers you know there's 10 guys on any given weekend and then of course there's a, a huge amount of short track guys in southern Ontario with all sure. the tracks around here. Mm-hmm. So there's about 10 guys who can win on any given weekend on the ovals and on the road courses. It is a stupid competitive series and it's uh it's a whole lot of fun. Good group of guys. Yeah, how many cars typically in the in the in the championship? Uh about 28, 29 cars. No kidding. Yeah, yeah that's a that's that's a serious field. Yeah, no yeah. absolutely. So I mean, you know, if you're if you're running top 5, you're having a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, does does the does everybody show up get to play or you have to qualify in most cases? No, everyone everyone qualifies because I think I think their cutoff is thirty four if I'm not mistaken or thirty two something like that. So there's room for people. Yeah. So they they used to send guys home when what was the Bush series uh, now or now the Xfinity series mm-hmm. raced at the Montreal Grand Prix and the. The Pinty series, the Canadian series, was the backup for that, and mm-hmm. more guys would show up than were able to race at those events because they were, you know, those. That was the biggest NASCAR event probably of the year, and it was a Canadian race, that's, right? That's but you right. still have qualifying, and obviously to to set the starting starting. Oh, for order. sure, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely go out there for one lap and you know, wheel it, and cross it, your fingers. Is it that much different? You know, I. I we all drive. I mean, we don't we don't drive in circles. You know, <laughs> I mean, we drive on road courses because we drive on a road. But but between that and 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 an oval track, and I guess it depends too on the size of the oval track because of banking and whatnot. Um, is there that much difference? There's a whole ton of difference. You know, okay. frankly, it is a different sport. Really, you go out there. I, the amount of focus that is required on a short track oval, you just, it, you can't be wavering. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, say you're driving around CTMP. You go up the back straight, which is a couple kilometers long. Right, you've got time to consciously think to yourself, take a few breaths, you know, wiggle your fingers on the steering wheel, yeah. look at all your gauges. On the oval track, you know, you're you're, you're you got to remember to breathe. Your tears are streaming out the right side of your face. Wow, you know, and you're and you're running wheel to wheel with ten, fifteen guys. You know, you're racing the whole time. Road course, go in there, pass a guy, get it done. Whereas an oval, you could be passing a guy for 50 laps. What's the shortest oval you're on? Oh, yeah, three-eighths. Yeah. Wow. Tiny, tiny little ovals. Oh, that's got to be really busy. Oh, oh, it's insane. Like, yeah. And, and you know, out in Edmonton, not a whole ton of banking on some of those. Wow. So they're uh, they're tricky little uh, little racetracks. 
Yeah, and you know the car, like the 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 car setup, obviously completely different. Different cars, and and the driving techniques so different than than road course racing. Absolutely, you know, you, road course you can really kind of beat on it and you know push it, and if the car's not quite right, the driver can make up for it. You can really get after it on the oval. You're you know you're doing what three hundred laps, six hundred corners. If if the thing isn't turning good. You're not going to win the race. You're not going to have a good day. <laughs> that's for sure. So, question. I mean, you, I mean, we don't we don't have unlimited budgets here. Do you? Are they totally different cars, or it's just the same car with different setups? Totally different cars. They Everyone are. runs an oval car and a road course car. It's just too much work to to do it back and forth. And frankly, it would be you know cost probably the same just in man hours trying to trying to change things back and forth, back and forth. Do they still stagger the wheels? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could if you could see the look on Gary's face I think that tells you everything you need to know no it kind of did it's, it's legal provided you're not caught <laughs> something like that how it works That's, there's a reason for the rule book did you see me driving in today <laughs> no no I, I didn't keep all the rules exactly or, or follow them anyways but uh, <laughs> but I was like speaking of following I was behind the policeman not in front of not him. in front that's a good no one. <laughs> otherwise I could have been uh, been late for work today that's right this is Dave's corner garage we'll be back with Amy Bradley right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Gary Klute. But on the line with us is Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance calling in from way up north. How are you, Amy? I'm excellent. And how's everyone doing there? Very, very good. So you you got the flyers. You're looking for a cheap price on antifreeze or what? I am. Well, it is the season, isn't it? It is. My family's doing their last camping round today, well, this weekend in Algonquin, which, you know, Thanksgiving's around the corner, which means we have to start thinking about winterizing our trailer and what to buy, how to prepare, what's going on, right? Well, is it it just for the most part the stuff with water in it, or it's like the whole trailer from front to back? Oh, my goodness. It's the whole trailer from front to back. So the first thing we have to start thinking about when we're preparing is getting your antifreeze and the proper antifreeze. So there's many different ones. Mm -hmm. Um, There's trailer antifreeze, which is usually pink in color. The reason why I recommend that one is because it's supposed to be non-toxic. So, you know, um, in the summertime, you're going to empty it all out, so it's not going to be bad for you. Mm -hmm. Now, in a pinch... If you do need other antifreeze, you can also have plumbing antifreeze. And that one's my dad approved. Every time I come on, I have to go through everything with him to make sure I'm talking everything right. So (laughs) in a pinch, you can use the plumbing one. Right. But we have a lot of new people RVing. And one thing I want to mention is do not use auto antifreeze. It's completely different. So stay away from the auto antifreeze. You want to use RV or your plumbing antifreeze. And the best way to do that is when you're doing your pipes, make sure you have no water left in there. So you can go to your dealerships, and they have special um, nozzles or even Canadian Tire, any, like, automotive place um, to Put air within your pipes to make sure there's no water in there. And then you can load up your antifreeze. Plus, you want to make sure your black tank and gray tank are completely empty before you add in the antifreeze, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once you're... So, 
you want to start buying your antifreeze now. Mm-hmm. Plus, how much do you need? Are, do you know what? Not very much. Okay. Just enough. Um, like I buy a gallon, right? And that, and I still have stuff left over. Okay. And it doesn't go bad, so you can keep on going. It doesn't take very much to put in. So when you're putting the antifreeze, you're going to when you have your lines all blown out, which means all your water's empty through mm-hmm. the line. Right. When you're putting your antifreeze in, turn on your taps till you see the pink stuff coming out of your pipes. Right. That will mean that you're loaded. I shouldn't say loaded, that your pipes are full of the antifreeze so they won't burst or break on you in the wintertime. Are they plastic for the most part? The most part they are. They are plastic. Some of the valves will be your galvanized right. um, fittings, mm-hmm. but for the most part they are. You will have in the older units... Um, like your, I'm going to say the metal because I'm drawing a blank, but the most part nowadays, they are plastic. All right. Here's a question. You know, you're explaining it very quickly and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, they're basically, they're frogging over. They're going, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> I understand the gray and the brown water, but, oh, or black water, sorry. But, oh, but, yes. but, 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 so you're talking about putting antifreeze into the actual plumbing and I ain't no plumber. So, so. Can I take my vehicle and have someone else do this? Oh, you certainly can. There's many different dealers right now that are actually having drive-through winterizations. Uh-huh. So if you're at McKenzie Trailers, they're having a winter um, drive-through October 21st and 22nd. Right. Just go to their website, mckenzietrailers.com. Give them a call because you always have to make an appointment. Of or course. else there's going to be people lined up on the road, and our municipalities do not like that. Mm-hmm. Campkins, which is your Oshawa Whippy area, is having theirs October 29th, um, 28th and 29th. And then Great Canadian RV, which is your Kawartha Lake slash Peterborough area, is October 15th. So give them a call, because if you're like me, it's easy just to do the drive through call, and it is done, and it's guaranteed. Which is huge. Okay, we gotta run. That was that was yeah, quick, that, Amy. That was I was gonna say <laughs> drive-throughs are brilliant. That's exactly what I would do. You're offering yeah, a discount, you said, Amy. I am. Go so ahead, quick. All your listeners today can get ten dollars off the Explore RV Club. Just call the office one eight nine 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 zero eight one nine or check out Explore RV Club. Say you listened and you get ten dollars off the membership. And especially if you're a husband, you better say you listen, because you're going to hear about it after if you don't, eh? <laughs> That's exactly That's it. it. Wayfair and Insurance. I see, yes, and I hope to see everyone at the fall show, October 14th to the 16th at the Congress Center. We will. Thank you very much for joining in. And again, check out the website. Great tips. You want to be safe, not sorry, right? Absolutely. RVingTips.ca. All right. Have yourself a great weekend, Amy. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We'll be back with Gary, myself, and Brian right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and we have a special guest with us today, as you've been hearing. That's Gary Clute. And Gary, uh, other than you know being well-known for being his uh, father's son, um, and, and uh, some of us know 
Peter Clute from the the television show and 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 everything else. But uh, he he's a bit of a legend in the collector car business. And uh, Gary's kind of following in his father's footsteps in in some ways because uh, you do a little bit of driving and you love cars. But uh, where did it all start for you? Were you were you always interested in cars? I mean, I was definitely born into it. I think when my dad brought me home from the hospital, he he took me into the shop to check out a, uh, what was it? Maybe it was like a, a 308 Ferrari or something when he just got in. Like, so I, I went to the shop before I went home when I was born. So <laughs> and, That's an early start. Oh, it's, yeah. And and Were you conceived in the shop? I've never asked, actually. I don't want to ask. TMI. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and growing up, the house was always next door to the shop. So it was kind of an extension of the house. Ah, so okay. I was always in and out of the shop. And, you know, if my brother and I needed any extra money or, uh, or if my dad needed work done, you know, we'd go in there and work for less than minimum wage kind of thing. Uh, so doing that and then really getting into cars, getting into cars certainly when, when 16 was approaching, you know, when I could, uh, I bought and sold a few cars before then, but being more interested once, uh, you know, I could get behind the wheel, but Uh, go ahead. Now I was a fan of the show, but I thought primarily it started off really as a, as a body restoration business, wasn't it? So my, my, the legendary motor car, yeah, started off my dad just in his driveway when he was 15, 16, uh-huh. buying, you know, a car that was wrapped around a telephone pole, fixing the body on it and driving it for a little bit, selling it, making some money going, oh, there, you know, there might be something here. Uh, so buying and selling cars, I, I, you know, was always the business, but also restorations as well. So kind of in tandem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had to do, cause, yeah, because the focus of the car show was usually it's like, you know, somebody brings in their old car and your dad go, well, it's going to cost a whole lot of money to do this one, you know? Mm, yeah, the, yeah, some, some of I, that. I don't know if, we, if, if, if you realize how, what we're going to get into once we start stripping <laughs> this down, you know, which is true. Oh, it is true. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people, guys who aren't really into the space don't realize just how many hours it takes to restore a car, to fully strip it down, and, and just the different levels of restoration, you know, for one guy, a full concourse restoration means one thing, and for another guy, it means something totally different. So getting everyone on the same page, that's a, that's a big part of it. I, I watch American Pickers now, so it shows you how it's kind of changed, where the guys will find a car and they'll say, no, we just want to clean it up and, and, and make it so the mechanicals are good. But in essence, no, we want the patina, mm. <laughs> we want the rust, as long as it just looks good and it's not a structural thing, right? Yep. So yep. that's because, in fact, they, they go on to say how... You lessen or ruin, you know, you ruin the value of a car if you do too much to it. Well, depending, yeah. I mean, if, if the whole thing is original paint and original, still has the chalk marks from the factory, you don't you don't want to go washing those off in right. your little <laughs> restoration there. Well, I got to add a story about that. One of the, one of my test cars, a uh, uh, McLaren uh, 765LT, uh, after I drove it, uh, Daniel Ricardo drove it in L.A. Oh. And what he did is he signed the underside of the of the bonnet. Okay. On the carbon fiber and you know silver pen, yep. and one of one of my viewers on my YouTube channel reached out and 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 told me that you know Ricardo had signed the car after mm. I drove it and he bought the car and whatever. The the dealership in their prep before they delivered the car to him cleaned off the signature of uh, Daniel Ricardo. Well, sure but they, they didn't know. No, no, they didn't. They didn't know. Now, Gary, you've been racing a long time. Started in carts, and you know that's that's the way you got to do it. You want to you want to be good. You got to start in carts. 
which I didn't, which might explain why I suck <laughs> sometimes. But now you started in, in karts, and then now you're you're racing in uh, the Pinty's NASCAR series here. So how do you how do you go from karts to to Pinty's? Well, frankly, it's just a big jump. Uh, <laughs> you know, growing up growing up racing karts in Southern Ontario here, so many competitive guys, and it, it really does prepare you well. You know, racing against some of the best guys in the world. Uh, but I think like anyone, unless you've got this big grand plan and a whole ton of funding behind you, at a certain point, you're just going to make a big leap. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to take those next baby steps all the way up and feel com- comfortable in every car that you get in. So uh, we were uh, out of Legendary Motor Car. We were running a car that a, uh, a customer was renting and he couldn't make the race at, at Mostport at the time, CTMP. And I think I was 17 and the the car was ready to go. And my dad says, hey, like, you know, we're ready to go. If You can you can run this race if you want. And I hadn't really run like a full-size car before. I'd done one dirt modified race in a full-size <laughs> car. And that was it. So he's like, you're, you're fine. You're ready to go. And ended up 11th. We ran as fast as fifth, I think. And I maybe dropped a wheel on the lawn or something. Had a little incident. But uh just really jumping in the deep end is kind of how you do it. That, oh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, had you were you familiar with the track? Had you, had you driven other vehicles on the track? Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. I think going to CTMP would be a very daunting task if you hadn't been around there. That's a that's a big boy racetrack for sure. So having been around there, just kind of in street cars and uh, learning the line and and you know learning how to shift and everything properly, like, you know, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't just jumping in a race car for the first time. I knew what I was doing. And it, it's amazing how precise and, and how much there is to know. I mean, I was, again, watching your recap of the, the Texas race from uh, last week, mm. and they would talk about a specific bump at a certain part of the track. Yep. And, you know, you had to know it was there because if you hit it, and, and it wasn't like a big pothole, it was just a pimple. But it would throw the car off completely, and you sure. could lose it because yeah. you're you're right on the edge. Eh? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's like anything. You can you know you can start with this big scope, and then you can just get so granular and granular. You know where you hear guys talk about their golf swing, or you hear guys. You know, it's the same type of thing. You know, right. this you want to be exactly here, and you know we we need to be an extra hundred RPM here, and don't be you know don't put your left front tire just there because it upsets the car and it actually, you know, even though it's the line you really want, mm-hmm. it's actually slower on the overall analysis of the thing. Like, so you can go as deep as you want into racing. Now, is all that information built into the simulator? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, it, well... Oh, I thought you were oh, going to say yes. Oh, I thought, I thought well, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. sometimes. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Not that I mean, a stuff. professional simulator. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 those, are, those are absolutely accurate. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant the one in my basement. Uh, no, that, <laughs> that Toyota Sim, like I was mentioning before, like, you know, there's four guys in lab coats that mm-hmm. are sitting behind the glass, and they say, okay, try this. This, you know, these tires are lap 10 tires now. Right. Okay, try this. And then they'll get a printout, and mm-hmm. they'll take it to the crew chief and say, try this setup. And it's printed out from from the simulator. Well, they blew it last week in terms of the tire guys. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and you know, you're watching your teammate who you're assuming has pretty much the same setup as you. You know, hit the wall because he lost his right front tire, and and you're going, wow, my tires have five more laps on it than his. <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for it to happen. Eh? It's just the the minutia, like the the min the smallest amount of things you need to know. Oh yeah, for sure, and and that like those those potential mechanical failures are tough once that kind of gets in your head. You know, it's one thing to overdrive a corner and you know what you did and you tag the wall, mm-hmm. but 
you know, if something's going to, if you're worried about something coming off or blowing up, you know, it's, it's tough to drive at full speed when you've got that in the back of your mind. For sure. For sure. That's great. Right. Well, the other thing uh, that uh, you do, Gary, is uh, host the podcast. Yeah, and uh, you know you had you had our friend Moto Man uh, on a recent episode. But I I enjoyed, you know, you, you've uh, you've had several of your uh, of my friends and your friends yeah. on, on the show, and uh, I really I really enjoyed the Paul Tracy. Episode. Oh, good, that was so good. Yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. I just started doing it in uh, April of this year, and uh, just hosted out a legendary. Got a little studio set up, nothing quite as nice as this, but uh, and and just do what I'm interested in. I mean, I'm obviously interested and passionate about racing. So whoever I have access to, uh, you know, Paul Tracy and... Uh, Ron Fellows. Ron Fellows. Yes. Uh, who else? Well, I had Lance Stroll on earlier yes. this year. Yeah, I listened yeah. to that yesterday. That he was, was good. And, yeah. he, and he, you know, he doesn't do a whole ton of media stuff. So it was really good to get kind of a relaxed podcast done with him. It, it really was. It's if, if you follow Formula One, I highly recommend that episode. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and like we have a lot in common. He, he, uh, he's a big skier and so am I, so yeah, I heard we that. shoot the shit about that a yes. little bit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But, you, uh, but you go off topic as well. I mean, uh, you had the guy from uh, the Arkells? Yeah, yeah. He was, we actually met, he was out at, uh, he was at the Toronto Indy and they were the, the Arkells, they were the Grand Marshal. So, uh, you know, he's a car guy and I, I offered him uh I guess he listened to the podcast and I reached out to him on Instagram. I said, come out to the shop and we'll do do a shop tour and then uh, I need to pick your brain about how you guys made it in, you know, in the fickle world that is well, the, music. Yeah, the music business is a tough business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, so... And then the Paul Tracy, Paul Tracy was great. I'd love to get him up in person because he's got endless stories. We could have done three oh. or four more hours, you know, yes. like, between getting kicked out of the go-kart track. And I don't think people, maybe maybe it's just guys my age look back and I don't think they appreciated how fast he was in the early 90s and just how much of a force he was in IndyCar. Yeah, he, he was he was, he was was just phenomenal. And, and, and uh, you know, that's sort of back in the days when, when I started racing. And he was just, a, he was a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, so fast. And, you know, that, that time he spent at Penske obviously disciplined him even, even more. And, and uh, you know, subsequent to Penske, he had a really long career. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, of course. And, but, but you got to keep the wheels on. Yeah. You know, that, that helps. <laughs> Some guys are real fast, but break the car all the time, okay? Well, so you got to find that fine line. He said that his dad always told him if you weren't going to win the race, make sure they're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, speaking of talking about you, if you were that crazy driver down in the parkway, oh, that was me. Never that, mind. Was, that was you today. Yeah, okay, no, but there's somebody did something on the 400. There's always uh, some driver doing something somewhere. And we hope that OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt is going to be there or one of his buddies there to stop these people from doing this stuff. Kerry Schmidt will be with us right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman and Gary Clute. Love the stories, Gary. But on the uh, on the phone with us is Sergeant Kerry Schmidt from the OPP. And uh, some people aren't having a good day. Good morning. Good morning. No, they're not having a good day. Yeah, we're dealing with a bunch of problems right now. Uh, we actually had a pedestrian struck uh, in uh, Mississauga right now, the 401. Uh, and it all happened as a result of an earlier, just a minor fender bender crash. Uh, and the people got out of their vehicles. They were looking at it, at uh, the damage, maybe exchanging information, waiting for some friends to arrive. And, uh, and sadly, uh, another vehicle came in around 5 in the morning. It was probably still dark at the time. And, and struck one of the pedestrians, killing her. Uh, absolutely tragic. 
Uh, and so a, a reminder to everybody, if you're involved in a collision, if you can steer to a safe location, and the shoulder is not necessarily a safe location, obviously. So um, we just need uh, people to really understand, you know, if you can get that vehicle moving, get off the highway as soon as possible. Oh, so don't even, like, just stand on the side and, and, and thinking that, you know, I'll stand between the two cars, it'll be kind of safe, and, and yeah. let me get some pictures and get some phone numbers. So you're talking Definitely about, not. let's get right off the road, like, hit the next exit? Yeah, take the exit, uh, go to a gas station, go to a parking lot someplace. Like, I know people want to stop immediately when they're involved in a collision, and, and sometimes they even stop in a live lane. And, and that's the worst thing you could do. You know, getting to the shoulder, you, you would hope that traffic would get by you, but they had been down there for... Uh, you know, a few minutes, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and, you know, sadly, a number came up and, you know, the, the tragedy struck. So, you know, get your vehicles off, stay well off the shoulder, we'll keep your, always keep your eye on traffic, and never turn your back to traffic because you don't know what's happening, and, and things happen so fast. So please be careful out there. Well, we know there's a big lack of attention, of course, because everybody's busy on their phones, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> which you guys say you're trying to... Investigating. For you're, sure. you're investigating. <laughs> no, you don't not need to just investigate. we got to get them off the road, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I followed a guy in this morning, and I thought, I said, you know the guy's on the phone. He's doing half the speed limit, right? The only positive oh, was he was in the curb lane, so I didn't care all that much, but I thought... Hello, it's so obvious, you know. But that is so scary, and and you know, if they're impaired or distracted or fatigued uh, or whatever, they're not paying attention, not going with the flow of traffic. You know, it's the speed differentials. We always talk about those crazy speeders that are that are causing all kinds of chaos. Uh, but let's think about the other side as well of that equation. It's those unnecessary slow drivers, particularly those in the left lane. But doesn't matter on the highway if you don't feel comfortable driving a hundred kilometers per hour. Maybe the side roads are the best place for you. It, you know, that's absolutely true. My my uh, my grandmother started driving later in life and would never drive on the highway for that exact reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's there's no shame in that. If you don't feel comfortable with that kind of traffic going all around you, because I've seen far too often where someone's got their cruise control on and they're parked in the left lane, they don't, uh, they can barely look forward and they're definitely not using their mirrors. Traffic is backing up behind them and... You know, that's when we start getting aggressive driving and, you know, other other issues on the roads from road rage, which results in all kinds of drama, including shootings and, and mischiefs and assaults. And, you know, and the worst thing that could happen is someone uh, get involved in a collision. So, yeah, you got to have your head on a swivel, know what's going on around you and understand how you can share the road responsibly. Now, you guys have been busting people at ridiculous speeds in the last little while. What's all that about? Well, do you know what? It's, I think it's happening all the time. You know, through the pandemic, we were getting people, you know, midday because there was hardly any cars in the road. You know, now it's maybe a little more strategic. There's a lot more volume. We're still getting cars doing, you know, 180, 190, 200, 220, uh, you know, on the roads going in speeds ridiculously for excuses that do, certainly do not hold water. Oh, that, that was a good one this week. What was, uh, was, that what was the joke, the holding water part? <laughs> well, I know someone said they had to go for a pee. Well, you know what? You probably passed a ton of exits if you really needed to go uh, to the washroom. Uh, we had another driver who was taking their car for a test drive. You know, if you want to test your vehicle, you know, at 200, you know, I'm not sure how that is going to make or break the sale because, <laughs> you know, that's not what we're looking for on the roads. If you want to track your vehicle, Hey, go to a track. Yeah, I was down at Mossport. Uh, talking to people over at KU. There's all kinds of places 
where for a few dollars, 40 bucks, you can have a Friday night uh, uh, lap night and whatever it's called. And Yeah, the Toronto Motorsport Park, yeah, it's out uh, near Cayuga. It's very yeah. inexpensive. Yeah, it is. Spend the whole night, the day there, and uh, and just uh, have some fun with your car. You know, make, once you hit the roads, make sure you're legal because we don't want people losing control on slicks uh, when they hit the water, you know, going home and, uh, you know, making sure the vehicle is safe and, re- and reliable. You know, but on the track, hey, go have some fun. You have that margin of safety around you, and there won't be pedestrians standing around you. There's going to be flag people that will be uh, keeping an eye out for you and for other vehicles and warning you if there's a hazard up ahead. You know, we just don't have that on the highway, and you see the tragedies that we're having to get called to. I'd like to think this is maybe going to go the other way, but, you know, I, I'm thinking back when I got my first car, which was a Volkswagen Beetle, and only had 49 horsepower on a good day. Um, but now everything on the road is two, three, four hundred horsepower. Oh, my God. Oh, and then some. You know, and some of these vehicles are so incredibly fast, uh, aspirated or uh, electrically powered. It is unbelievable, and you can get yourself in trouble really, really fast. And if you're just relying on the safety uh, measures within the vehicle, well, that's a failing on the driver. So uh, until we don't need drivers, you better make sure if you're in that driver's seat, you got your full attention on what's going on and you can manage and maintain control of your vehicle at all times. They were talking about putting, uh, giving you guys access to actually shut somebody else's power down. Is that Would that ever happen? Uh, you know what? We've had a different, I've seen different types of uh, uh, devices that used to electrically charge vehicles. I think they were testing some of that in different mm-hmm. areas. You know, we've used these uh, GPS tracking devices, but hey, you know, we got officers uh, up and down the highways. Uh, we're on our radios. We have aviation services as well. And, um, you know, again, you know, putting the public at risk is, is not something that we want to do. And we need to balance everything. So depending on, you know, the circumstances of uh, the situation, you know, we, we, we can follow up later. If you're speeding or, or doing something, uh, you know, irresponsible, you know, we, we may find you uh, later on at home when you pull your driveway. So, you know, there's, uh, there's all kinds of technology out there. We have actually used uh, OnStar and other, you know, uh, road the assistance type devices. They have automatic remote shutdowns as well that uh, we have used in the past to uh, disable vehicles. And, and that brings the vehicle to a safe rolling stop as opposed to, you know, a, a hard crash, which is what we don't want to see these things uh, end up as. All right, and of course, everybody's closing up their cottage. We want to make sure the tie-downs are all good. Yeah, do you know what? If you're at the cottage, uh, my goodness, the colors are stunning right now. And uh, there's a lot of people coming up this weekend, next weekend, maybe closing cottages over Thanksgiving. You know, if you're hauling gear up or gear back, you know, get those straps, tighten them down, and drive a few blocks or a mile and, and, and get into a gas station and stop and make sure they're still tight because often you get that settling of your load and things start uh, flopping and, and blowing in the breeze and they're going to come flying out and you're going to be uh, dodging, you know, coolers and lawn chairs and barbecues and whatever else on the side of the road. Kerry, so. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate hey, it. My, my pleasure. Take care, guys. Drive safe. Keep up doing the great job you are. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All <laughs> right. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage here in studio. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman. Gary Klutz here. Got to thank Kerry Schmidt from the OPP for joining us and Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance as well. Exactly. And if you're a newbie, you know, check out their website because a lot of people have bought motorhomes in the last little while. Yeah, the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the uh, at home, stay home, you know, keep your family safe. Uh, so if you don't know anything about it, you don't want to learn the hard way. 
Oh yeah, it's easy to do. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, they've got that that uh, their website. It's our RV RVing tips. That's the A. Yeah, our Wayfair Insurance. Yes, they've, they've got yeah. lots of tips. And if you you know if you've never trailered before, or never had an RV before, lots of great stuff there. And uh, speaking of information on the internet, yeah, well, you know, Gary, I, I really enjoy your podcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to catching up. I haven't listened to everything yet, uh, quite yet, but uh, who who have you got coming up? Oh, we got some good ones coming up. I had uh, I had Bobby Labonte on recently. No kidding. Yeah, so I mean, you know, all legend. time legend, right? Yes. And uh, so dominant in that kind of heyday of NASCAR. Yeah. So I got to chat with him for for a long time, and you know, he's such a calm, cool, collected guy. You know, and he was. Well, you know, the sports car guys, it's it's almost mandatory if you're going to be a sports car racer that you ride your bicycle. Of course. For fitness. Yes, it's part which, of the which I'm doing again. He was one of the first guys to really do that. No kidding. So he, he was telling me that he had to sneak out of the where all the haulers were parked so guys like, you know, Dale Earnhardt Sr. didn't see him in his spandex <laughs> and make fun of him. Right. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he had some good stories and then... Uh, I had Tagliani come out, uh, Alex Tagliani come out after our last race at Delaware. Yep. We uh, we raced Sunday night, and then uh, he came out the next morning, and man, that guy can talk, and he's got some, again, cool. great stories. Of he's driven everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah ra- you know, race for Penske and NASCAR, uh, you know, player stuff, like, and and really, again, that heyday of IndyCar when, you know, they're running at Texas, 241 miles an hour average. You know, That's wild. Uh, almost having to wear a G suit because they're pulling so many Gs. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody that somebody got penalized because um, they're in the in the pit lane and uh, they decided to whack into each other. <laughs> um, and and it's and the guy said on TV, he said, "It looks like they're crawling, but on the pit lane, they're going fifty miles an hour." That's right. Yeah, so oh, yeah. It, it's very easy for an accident to happen there. No, absolutely. You're, there's a lot to focus on in pit lane. You know, and you want to get all you can. And you, there's a limit, but right. you want to be right there. So you're looking at your tack the whole time, talking to your crew chief, looking at the other guy, not missing your pit box. You're busy there. <laughs> exactly, because, yeah, I, well, I only had a little bit out of the pit box. Well, you get penalized. Yep. Yeah. You, and all, uh, there's all kinds of penalties, and, yes. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to screw that up. And, and, you know, if you do that, you're, you're not in the race anymore. You, you make a mistake, get a penalty, you're, you're just out of the race. You're not in contention anymore. No, and, and because the cars are so, much, so similar, and, 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 and so is the talent, um, it, it's the pit primarily a lot of times where people are making up those extra spaces. Sometimes you can certainly win a race in yeah. the pits, yeah. and you can lose a race in the pits. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about you know four or five second pit stop, and all of a sudden, uh, well, look at that the Ferrari, the, the F1 race a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago, where the guy forgot to bring the tire. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you screw up. You know, your pit crew has a, a, a fumble on pit road, and it's a one second issue. You got to work really hard on the racetrack to make up that one second. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now, legendary still around? They're still fixing cars. Absolutely, yeah. Legendarymotorcar.com. We've got a whole ton of cool stuff there, on the website. There, oh, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff in the showroom. I was there a little while ago. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. We've got some great stuff. A lot of you know original GT40s, bunch of Shelby stuff, uh, all the way down to you know really early cars, pre-war cars, all the way up to modern supercars, and then. Doing all the restorations in between. Uh, my my favorite is that uh, that singer. 
Oh yeah. Yes, that yeah. that thing is that is my jam. But lots of cool stuff like uh, uh, retired race cars in there. I saw. Yeah, getting more uh, and more into those. Yeah, Buick Regal Grand National, my my honeymoon car. Yep, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You took a Grand National on your honeymoon, and I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> shocker. Well, I was going to ask Carrie there. I've got a pregnant wife. If, if you know, is that a good enough excuse if I'm doing 200 kilometers an hour? <laughs> he said going pee wasn't, but. No, actually, my brother-in-law was stopped taking my sister to the hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way yeah. around it. It was an ugly story. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think he'd give him a police escort. No, he gave him a ticket. Oh. You know? Oh, that's yeah, yeah, nice. not nice at all. Oh, no. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We do appreciate our, again, our guests. We had Gary Clute. We had Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance. And, of course, OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Who is happy to pull you over um, if you're doing something like some oh, dumbass thing he, on the he's, highway? He's he's happy to write you a ticket and embarrass you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then he can come on a show and make fun of you. That's right. Excellent, Brian. Thank you. Hey, it's great to be here. All right, and of course, thanks. But speaking to pit crew, got to thank uh, our pit Carlos. crew, Carlos, the man only, only man doing it. <laughs> One man pit crew. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Bye bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Drive safe. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.